Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. He already had Lazarus before he got there. That's called faith. He already had it before he ever got it. That thought just permeates in me in that we as Christians, members of the body of Christ, need to thank him for stuff he wasn't Lazarus hadn't come forth yet. What if he didn't come? Well, they had to roll the stone away. And he was in there, but he already thanked him before he got there. I'm telling you some of the things you're believing for, for your life, your health, your family, you need to thank him before you get there. But don't hesitate to get there. Remember, Elijah was told by the Lord, go to the, the brook. He wasn't going to get water and food until he went there. There in faith, there is a place called there. Yes, I got it when I prayed, but you need to correspond in your actions and your heart and your mouth that you're going there. Because he's here and the blessing's here. You might want to go where the blessing is when you want a breakthrough. Amen? Amen. We celebrate this time. Uh, can you hear me okay? Or do I need to up my voice? Okay. Wednesday night, if you're not coming, you're missing something. Um, We've seen people delivered and countenances changed. They don't look the same. We've seen people healed. Promotions on their jobs. Well, the one that is, I still don't know exactly the reason and all, but four Wednesday nights. Now, we have two people in the sound booth, Nick Rooney and Sam up there. Uh, Sam, Samantha, okay, they're up there, and uh, you can't play with these lights. They're on breakers, they're on circuits. If you hit one flip, you get them all on this one, you do that, you get them all. And when we bought the place, it's not old wiring, we had it all redone. It's not faulty wiring. But on Wednesday nights, a little, little shaky thing happened that while I'm preaching, there's no lights on this back wall. Like one light beam started shooting across. Really? Well, that's the one we have on tape. Mitchell up at the balcony, if you want to see it, he has it. Well, I don't believe that. I just think that's an exaggeration. It's on tape. Okay? Next week, three quarters of this board lit up. On switches, you can't do that. By what is electrically wired, that can't happen. You have to get them all or half. You can't get two-thirds. The next time, back where Mitchell is in the balcony, first line, the line lights go across the back. Everything's dark. They start flickering and coming on. Okay, this wall to wall, there's a short in this wall. Not back there. Then the one that I just get tickled about was last Wednesday. All the lights on front went off. Uh, I was here, I, I could sense the darkness on the back side, and everybody sitting there, some 20 people going, whoa. But I got a phone call from Carol Klein, my mother-in-law. And she wanted to know what went on with the lights on Wednesday night. She watches on, online. 
goes, it got so dark. They all went off. Nobody, Cassidy's the one operating them. She's sitting right here on Wednesday night. Nobody's touching them. I say, what's going on? At this moment, what I'm confident is the Holy Spirit wants Liberty Christian Center, those who are hungering and thirsting for more of him in their life, he's showing, saying, I'm here. Don't neglect me. I am here. That I'm confident of. Amen? Now we're at the half year mark. We're going to go into July. We started the first of the year with Promise 22. I want you to evaluate your commitment. Did it wane? Did it get stronger? Because mercies are fresh every day. So if, if, if it slipped, you can pick it up. And someone will say, what's Promise 22? This is 19 or 2022, right? I want 22 minutes a day, or I don't, but give them to the Lord. Take the proverb of the day, which is full of, today's a beaut. <laughs> Today is a beaut, okay? Um, and take that proverb, and you'll find a verse in there that you can chew on all day. If you're waiting in line for your drive through pickup, you can think on this rather than listen to talk radio. Okay? Then I want you to read an epistle. Why? These are God's letters to his church about who they are and how they belong in the kingdom. You just don't pick out a scripture. So many Christians, well, I'm going to study love. Well, you pick out, well, love is encompassed by a whole lot of stuff there, not just one thing. So you read the letter as if he's writing it to you. Amen? And then pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues. Pray in the Spirit for 15 minutes. Well, I don't know. Well, I've never done 15. Start out, try five. You find after your flesh messes with you, you get into it. Yes. Yep. So you talk unto God and not unto man. You bring the mysteries, it says, I speak at mysteries. I bring the mysteries here. Mytheries? Mysteries. I bring them here. There are many benefits to praying in the Spirit, but most of all, it's intimate communication to God. Yeah. You want to draw closer to Him? Draw closer. That's how He says to do it. That's how He instituted it. Well, I don't know if I... That, if, Deborah, if I want to get closer to Deborah Daytoner, I've got to do what she likes. I want to go towards her. Oh, I hate golfing. I'm going to take her golfing. Why would I do that if I want to impress her? No way. I impressed her. I went down to the barn with her and shoveled poop. I passed the horse test that she would give to guys. Yeah, had to pass the horse test. So I just say to you, if that's what he likes, do it. And if you want to know more about doing it, come on a Wednesday night. You get, or after service day, you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you'll talk in tongues. Yeah. We have people who never have are having. Isn't that great? Yeah. So I just tell you, at the halfway mark, let's get even more serious yeah. about our walk with Jesus. Let's get more intimate with him. I've said, uh, I've had the privilege of having three major mentors, one like an older brother, two like fathers in my life. Charles Neiman, where my son works in uh, El Paso, uh, a little church of 40,000 people. And I knew Charles when he had nothing. He's been like an older brother to me. I don't look like him, but I get asked when I go to church, are you Charles's brother? Why? Because I studied him. I learned. I know what he likes. I know how he does stuff. Same with Buddy Harrison. Enough that I was one of the very few. He called, good morning, son. 
he meant that. Learned to grow, I learned to grow close to Alan Vincent. What a privilege for me in my life to get close to him. What I'm saying is, I, when I had the opportunity, I made the most of it to study them, to learn from them, to listen, observe, and watch. That's what we're supposed to do to the Heavenly Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Observe, watch, grow, grow closer. So that someone will say, are you Jesus' brother? And you say, yes, I am. Thank you. Yes, I am. Are we okay? Okay. I have a question that bothered me. If it's only me, then that's great because you guys are wonderful. And I'm just telling you what bothered me. I heard a, on TV, Christians, a guy made a passing statement, and all of a sudden it locked onto me. And here it is. In Mark 11, 23 and 24, it says, says, have faith in God. The literal Greek there is, this is how you use the faith of God. And then it says, you believe with all your heart, and you confess without a doubt, and you confess with your mouth, and you can say into the mountain, be removed, and it'll go. Are we good? But this is the key. I can preach you faith backwards and forwards. I'm really good in that neighborhood. Okay? But I can go to the point where I know the steps to do, and I can have faith in my faith. Not faith in his faith. It's the measure, the gift of faith that he gave us. It's not Jim McGavin how well I work my faith, although I have responsibilities to grow in faith. But the faith I got is from him. And my faith is not in my ability to believe, but on his ability to complete his promise. And that thought has not left me for about two weeks. I don't want faith in my faith. I want faith in him. Okay. Remember there's Matthew 7, 23. We cast out demons. We healed the sick. We did everything that you told us to do. And Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you. Now, I could be a stealth stalker and follow Deborah everywhere, tap her phone and listen to what she's saying, get online and follow her, and I can know everything about her, but I don't know her. And that faith in my faith is, I can cast out demons. I can heal the sick. I know I can because he gave me the gifts. I know I can do things. But that can't be outside of knowing him. It cannot be outside. I can't love Deborah. I know what love is. But I can't do it without he putting the love of God shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. I need him, not faith in his principles. Does that make sense? That's called intimacy, children. Remember in Revelations, the first couple chapters, he's evaluating all the churches. Let's go to Revelations chapter 2. Now, I would be a little sweaty. I don't know about you. I've been pastoring now for 40 years, this November. And uh, it's one thing to see whether or not I please you. It's another thing to be evaluated by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This is Jesus' evaluation of the churches. There's no hiding. Well, but you know, Lord, there's none of that because he knows everything. 
and he honestly evaluates a church, and this is verse, chapter 2, verse 25, and I got to get there. And um, I'm going to be off the mark. Melvin, if you can help me, you've left your first love. Okay, chapter 3, verse 10. He says, Thou hast kept my word of my patience. I also will keep thee. Yeah, no, wrong one. Sorry. Which church? Philadelphia. It's the one where he says you've left your first love. He lines up about four things they've done. And that's what you want a church to do. So we as a church could do those four things. And then the master says, but you've left your first love. Go back and do the things of first. So, 2-4, okay? That sounds right. And again, I'm working with my Bible. This is a new one. Pages are stuck together. Yeah, Let's go to verse 1 of chapter 2. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, and walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know your works, liberty, and your labor, liberty, and thy patience, liberty, and how thou cannot bear them that are evil, liberty, and you hast tried them that say they're apostles, and they are not and has found them as liars, and has borne liberty, and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored, and has not faded. That's an incredible church. Who wouldn't want that said about them? You go to churches all over Omaha, you see how many fulfill all that. That's, that's a whale of a church. And then he says, nevertheless, I have something against you. You've left your first love. I've been married now for a few years. I have six grandsons. I was passionately newlywed love in the first year. But she walked in the room. You know, <laughs> incredible. <clears throat> but then you have a choice. We can get into the day-to-day -day mundane because now instead of dating her, we live together. And we have to clean the house and the bathrooms and take the trash out and do all the stuff. And then the kids come. How many you know that kids can take up time? And they can wear you out. Surprise. Well, we have four kids, and Curly Moe and Larry and the princess, and they all kept us busy. And all that time, you can let the oh, go and be a dutiful husband or wife, doing the things you're supposed to do, and putting your attention, your affection, and your energy on your children. There's nothing left for your mate at the end of the day. And I can see how Jesus said, you left your first love. You're doing the job. 
But where's the time with me? Where's date night with Jesus? I've tried for decades to call Deborah in the morning at 10 o'clock. She's not going to call me. She counts on me to call her. Why? I put it in. That I'm going to say, halfway through the morning, how you doing, hon? I'm trying to be communicative and intimate with somebody I love. That's what Jesus is saying here. You left your first love. Very tough time in Psalms 27. You can amen me a whole lot more than you are, okay? Just so that you know. Because I'm preaching good. 27 verse 4. One thing I've desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my whole, to, all the days of my life, to behold His beauty and to inquire in His temple. One thing. If you could have anything, what is what you want? One thing. God said that to Solomon. I'll give you whatever. One thing. What do you want? Because he asked for wisdom, God said, because you did that, I'll give you everything else. One thing. Do you really want to be with him? Do you really want to sing to him? Now, when we get desperate, something comes up in our life. All of a sudden, we're going to go find him. Or the token... Bless us, O Lord, and these are gifts which are about to receive from the body through Christ our Lord. Amen. Over the food, the token prayer. But how much about loving him? I was, I did, uh, Nick was on, there with me the day I did a, a worldwide conference thing uh, for Christ for the Cities. And one of the questions was aimed at me was, what do you do about burnout? And I understand what he's saying because I've known Numerous ministers that don't spend time with the Lord that do their job and their, their personal life sucks. They're hurting. They're drained. They're not getting refreshed. And I said to him, I'm sorry through everything I've been through. I never thought about quitting. I never thought about burnout. Never thought about it. Why? I met the man. I met Jesus Christ and I'm going to meet him again. Problem solved. He's not just a Christian way of life. He is Jesus Christ to me and to you. Uh, Philippians, just for fun, chapter 3. And I get to use a four-letter word here, which is great. Pastor, you're going to cuss in church. Yes, I am. Here we go. Verse 7. on the wrong again. I wrote that down so fast this morning. Chapter 3. Chapter 3 verse 7 and 9. He says, now this is a rich man, Pharisee of Pharisees, referred to in the nation of Israel as that student, the student, the Michael Jordan of rabbis. He is the greatest of all time in their day and age, taught by Gamaliel personally. Okay, verse 7. But all these things 
but what things were gained to me, those I counted as a loss for Jesus Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, that Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered, the loss of all things, I don't count them but dung. There's my four-letter word, dung. Then I may win Christ. He said, I count it all as crap, other than I get to know him. We want to see a move of God in this church in our city. It's not going to be with half-speed Christians. It's not going to be entertaining, sit on, you know, I think he's good today. I can get fed anywhere, no matter who it is, because it's the word of God. Amen? Just give me the word. But in Matthew chapter 22, verse 36, the greatest commandment. How many would like to know? I could do a lot of things, but how many want to do the, the top priority? Yes. You know, I'm a get it done guy. Give me the top priority. First, it says to love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. The second is to love people. So I shortened it. We are in a see the Holy Spirit move powerfully, to love God with everything we can get our hands and our heart and everything at our disposal for Him and then love people. Yeah. And those people, some of them aren't very lovely. They might smell, have bad breath, don't look the way you want them to look. But you know what? Love God with everything yeah. that you love His people. Amen. Simple. Well, you know, they, I know that person lives in sin and that person doesn't. It doesn't matter. I'm not the judge of heaven and earth, are you? My job is to love them. If I have trouble knowing what love is, I go to 1 Corinthians 13. It tells me flat out, well, I don't want to do that. That's the problem. You can solve problems in marriages just by taking to the one flesh confession sheet of who you are in Jesus Christ. And 1 Corinthians 13 is all over it. Well, I know that if she doesn't, if he doesn't change, don't worry about them. You change. You love Jesus with your whole heart. You seek him as gold. We're going to go to Revelations for just a minute. He's teaching out of Revelations. Yes, I is. This is just not a fairy tale book, the book of Revelations. <clears throat> this is the last book given by the Spirit to John on the island of Patmos for the church all the way up until the end times for today. Now we didn't have TV in 1800. Okay, We had black and white TV in the late 30s. We've gone from albums and 45s to cassettes to 8-track back to DVDs and it's going to change again. But what I'm about to read to you ain't going to change. You, you can use um, cinema, movie, technology, animation, and you can see stuff like uh, the Avengers and Iron Man and all that stuff, and Star Wars. Ooh, go back and watch the first Star Wars and see how bad it is. I saw a clip. It's going off. Oh, a Buster, Buzz, uh, not Buzz Lightyear, but uh, Flash Gordon. 
the black and white flash gordon where you see the lines come down holding the model ship with a firecracker in it in the back end as I saw that as a kid, and I go, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Our kids would laugh at that because they expect to see Star Wars, whatever, 50th, you know. Okay, if you can see that, try to imagine this. Verse 11, and I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders and the number of them was ten thousands times ten thousands times thousands I took 80 men to Washington D.C. for promise keepers prayer time for the nation the soldiers or the police that are mounted talk to us and they guard what they call the arcade there when there was the uh, million man march uh, by Farrakhan, they said we had maybe 150,000 people. That's good. He said, we've never seen it go from here to there and there filled. We have estimated there's 1,200,000 men here to hit their knees and pray for this nation. The largest demonstration by far ever in the history of the United States. Not one major news covered it. Not one. The largest by far. But you, if you've been to Washington, D.C., and you see the, 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 the Senate bill, the Capitol, and then Washington Monument, you know how long that is. That's blocks long. Filled thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Try to imagine that many angels. Just fill this room in your mind with nothing but angels because they're here. They're having a good time listening to the Word of God. Okay? Thousands upon thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. And every creature in heaven and on earth. I just love that. He said, Blessing and honor, glory, and power be unto him that sits on the throne, unto the Lord, the Lamb, forever and ever. Heaven's not a quiet place. You get millions of angels and us. What we think is decent and in order in a church service, that ain't that. And the roar, the roar of people. I'm going to play a song. Nick, you get ready. You've all heard it before. But close your eyes because... It meant something to you the very first time you heard it. And I'm trying to have you imagine, we have a king. We have the Lamb of God who sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven. All the angels, all the angels and the saints are here to praise him and worship him. And I can only imagine. Go ahead, Nick. Side. 
I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine I can only imagine When that day comes And I find myself Standing in the sun I can only imagine When all I do Is forever Forever worship you I can only imagine, yeah. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? anything you say, Lord. What do you want me to do? That's called stirring up the gifts of God that are inside each one of us. We're all different. We're all gifted different. <clears throat> Lord, what do you want me to do? 
You want me to pray for the sick today? You want me to give a person a word? You want me to intercede? What is it you want, sir? I'll do anything. I'll do anything. Deborah, what do you want? I'll go do it. One of the hardest things for me during this time is the fact that I was the guy that went and got whatever she needed. She didn't have to ask. It was, I just did it. Why? Because I love her. I wanted to make her happy. Every person in here is gifted by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Everyone. And I want to build this church in an environment where everyone can participate with their gift. It's not one or two. I want everyone to participate. And when you start, I want you to grow. The Bible talks about it maturing. Here's a word because I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Do we have any perfect ones in here besides Shab? Because he'll always raise his hand. Mike, Shab never does anything wrong. Okay? Here's my point. Every one of us every day needs God's grace and his mercy. Every day. As good a day as we've had, you thought something you shouldn't have thought. You wanted to say something you shouldn't have said. Or you did something, you, or watched you just, ah. In the Old Testament, the word mercy means this. His loving favor. You ever heard that? That's teacher's pet. Or that's daddy's little girl. Don't mess with it, because that's daddy's little girl. We're talking about loving favor. In the New Testament, it's somewhat the same, but it says this. It's tender compassions. It said numerous times that Jesus was moved by compassion. In our life, he does not expect me to be perfect. I don't try to sin, der, but I'm not perfect, and mercy is available to me every day. He's not going to stop loving you. He's not going to stop loving me. Amen. Well, you had your quarter day. I've just done with you. Sorry I got you into heaven. No. His mercies, it says in Psalms 103, verse 17, they're from everlasting to everlasting. And two, what does everlasting mean? It don't quit. He's not pulling his love from you and beating the snot out of you to make you a good little trooper as punishment. His mercies are from everlasting to everlasting. Let's go to Psalms 138. That would be the Psalm after 137. It's helping Lucas. Yeah. 138. And this is verse 8. And I've got it wrong. Great. <laughs> no, I transpose. I've done this, made this list out four times. And so I made it again this morning. And I moved fast. And I... Uh, what I'm looking for, it says, His mercies will perfect that which concerns me. Amen. So if it concerns you, it is God's mercy in your life that helps you through what concerns you. He's not leaving you out there by yourself to teach you anything. His mercies are there because it concerns you. I love that. Ephesians 2, 4 says, He's rich in mercy for His great love. Okay, God's not El Chipo, He's El Shaddai. He's rich in His mercy and His love. 
You didn't tax him yesterday and he's broke. He's rich in mercy. He doesn't have a shortage. There's not a shortage economically in heaven. He owns it all. He's rich in mercy. We know this song, this song, or word close, it's Hebrews 4, 6. Come boldly to the throne room of grace. Okay, you're supposed to come boldly. And I'll use this example again. I'm in my office. I got a big, powerful looking desk that was given to me. And I'm having a meeting with two guys and they're pastors in the city. Important meeting. And in it walks Zion Ryder, my grandson. He's just a little guy. You know what? He comes around. He's a little guy. He doesn't say hi to the other guys, but he wants to say good morning to his papa. He comes around. He jumps on my lap. Gives me a hug. He says, hi, papa. We go on an adventure. Adventure means I take time and walk him through the building and we do different things. We go on an adventure. I said, when I'm done here, we'll go on an adventure. Okay, bye-bye. And he goes on out. He can come boldly any day, any time, anywhere. And you can come boldly to the throne room of God to get a hold of mercy and grace when you have a time of need. Anybody had a time of need? Try seven months in a hospital and six operations. You have a time of need. I can come boldly. Oh, you're in a hospital. No, I spent a lot of time in the throne room. I spent a lot of time hanging out in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Come boldly. Let's go to James chapter 3. Verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure and peaceful, gentle, easy to be entreated. Now, we're asking God for wisdom how to handle relationships. The wisdom that you get is not confronting and being ugly and seeing if your voice is the loudest. But it's first from above, it's pure. Get your personal this and that out when you're, you think you know everything out. Peaceful, gentle, and easy. Not difficult. Well, I'll forgive you. But I'm not going to forget. That's, that's the kind of forget, forgiveness and love you want. But I'll never forget. There's still that twang in it. Hello? Full of mercy and good fruits. Now, we can fill up my car, and when it's full, it overflows. That's called a full tank. He is full of mercy. He is full of mercy. Full of mercy. Let's go to the book of Jude. That's the one just before Revelations. is one chapter. This is verse 21 and 22. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now, keep yourself in the love of God. 
If you understand the love of God, the word keep is a military word to take the hill or to hold your fort. Do not break rank. You're to keep the love of God. You're supposed to protect it like you're in the military against all enemies. And then it says in verse 22, and on some have compassion, making a difference. The word, uh, the Amplified says, and have mercy on some who are doubting. We're not supposed to prove we're right first. You just don't know what the word says. You're supposed to prove the love and the mercy of God to them first when they don't understand. Why would you raise your hands? Why did the church raise Because it says to lift holy outstretched arms unto the Lord. It's a form of surrender. When my little kids and uh, little uh, Rosie came to me at our house the other day, and she crawled all the way over, she got to the wheelchair, and she got to the wheelchair, and it's like she said, okay, pick me up now. I want to be on your lap. I want you, Jesus, so badly. I want you more and more. You lift holy outstretched arms. Well, I don't understand why you do this. Well, if you understood, God gave his only son... Whoever believed on him might have eternal life. He gave his son. God has been giving to us our whole life. Yes. And for us to put him first place in our giving, all, all the church wants money. No, understand the truth of, if you stand before the throne, and he said, Jim, would you give me 10%? No, Jesus, I don't want to do that. I just don't think I have to. He said, it says it in Malachi that God was just uh, not happy with the people who you do something in the church, but you get home and you say it doesn't pay to serve God. But I know that if this came in as a seed, look at the harvest I know is coming, that you have to believe that will come. But I already know what it is. And you're going to walk by that? Anybody want to go to the movies with me? Nah. Anybody want to go to the store? Nah. Mark would always go because he knew he's getting ice cream. If they gave up the time, there was a blessing coming. And there are many people walking out there that it's all take, 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 greed, 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 bad attitude, bad attitude. They don't understand this. We're supposed to love and show mercy. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. That's good preaching. Yeah. Lamentations 3.23 says this. His mercies are a fresh on the first day of the week. On Friday night. I screwed up. I'm, I'm not even liking Jim. Anybody ever been there where you don't like yourself? Because you knew better, you shouldn't. You're having a hard time forgiving yourself. But it says his mercy, his tender love, his compassion, his favor is new every morning. You screw up yesterday, you get a fresh start today. Well, I don't think that's right. He didn't ask you. That's what he said. Well, I just think you should pay price more for it. You know when you put seed in the ground that you've got to deal with the harvest that it brings. But get rid of the guilt. Get rid of the inner anger and frustration. Let his mercy touch your life. Amen? Let his mercy... <laughs> Let's go to 2 Timothy. And we'll go to chapter 3. 
Now he's warning his son in the faith, his closest friend in the ministry and in his life, uh, how to deal with the church of Ephesus, which is the largest church in the kingdom of God at that time. And Timothy was a young guy. He'd be like Cyprus. I'm, I'm slightly older than Cyprus, right? Yeah, okay. Well, in Paul's letter to Timothy, he says, don't let anybody despise you because you're young. Don't let them give you a bunch of static because you're young. But what's inside you is pure gold. And you've been discipled by me. You know what to do. You know the right thing to do. You know how to do this. And he says, but you're going to have these bozos come at you. Uh, bozo is not a King James word. It says in verse 2 of chapter 3, men will be lovers of their own selves. We see that. Covenants, boasters, proud, blasphemers, blasphemers. You call good bad and bad good. Are you kidding me? Try to explain that to your children and you still don't know what the children are going to do. Which is which, Dad? Okay. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Oh, we have people so unthankful. Oh, you know how bad this COVID... Did you die? No. Be thankful you're still alive. One of my friends isn't. Be thankful you're breathing today. You're probably going to eat lunch. Although I could declare a fast and see who would work with that one. Okay. That would just be fun. But beside that, without natural affection, you know, God's not confused what sex you are. He made you in the womb. He knows exactly. This is all about natural affection and doing stuff you shouldn't be doing. Truce breakers. Yep. False accusers. Incontinent. Fierce. Despisers of those that are good. You do good and people don't like it. I don't. What is the strategic, spiritual significance of Love Omaha and feeding those people downtown? Strategic, spiritual significance. Wow. And he's intent, by the way, he left the church. And I just said, man, I'm not that deep. I'm sorry. Jesus said, you've done it to them, you've done it to me. There's a need. Let's go meet it. Well, I don't, we're doing good. And I guarantee you, we're not spending your money because you don't give. We're not buying any food with money you don't give. I can't go to the store and so so and so didn't give me any money, but I need the food. No. We have people who are generous, love God. One of the signs of the Spirit of the Lord moving in a congregation with the church gathers is generosity. They took care of the widows, the orphans. They had a guy with a purse. He was, a, he was in charge of the money, and he'd go out all the time and give to the poor. If you love the Lord, you have a generous spirit about yourself. Amen. I'm having good. Now, here's the key part of that verse that I wanted to get to. These people can sit in the pew with you with those attitudes and behavior. We're all in church. But the minute you leave church, we had one family with a lot of kids, and on the, they referred to their mom and dad as the fake it family. They act one way at church, and that's not what they get at home. So you can have someone, well, I'll just check out that church. I don't know. You don't know what they're doing. You don't know what's going on with them. But here's something we have to pay attention to. Are you ready? Having a form of God in this, but they deny the power thereof, from such turn away. I want the power. I'm not going to be embarrassed about the. When I pray for Ron Luby, I want him healed. When I pray for Howard Campbell, I want him healed. 
I'm not denying the power. I need a miracle. I need a breakthrough. But people who gripe and moan and all that stuff, they deny the power. I'm in church, but don't pray for people because it just takes up more time. Yeah, if that's you up there with cancer, wouldn't you want prayer? Yeah, but you just, oh, shut up. Go wait in the car then. If it's you, I want the entire church praying. But if it's somebody else you don't like, eh. We're not going to deny the power. God heals. God delivers. He sets people free. He turns families around. The church should bring you into the destiny Jesus has paid the price for you to have. I didn't know at 18 I'd be doing anything like this. I didn't know when I got married I'd be doing anything like this. God did. Never deny the power. Never deny the power. Well, I don't think you can pray for, you know, they told Mercedes she could never have a baby, never carry a baby. All the doctors, all of them that we paid money for their input, all of them were wrong. Because we could hold a little merit. He rolled over three times yesterday, first time. He is rambunctious. This is going to be fun. But you know what? But we'd listen to them, they never would have tried. We lost a child, broke our heart. But Deborah and I came to faith one more time. And we got Mercedes. We named her after the car. We got asked that how many times? <laughs> no, the word Mercedes means a gift from God. And having lost a daughter and her heart broken, she's been a gift of God to us. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Are you having fun? Yep. Let's go to Luke 4. I want to be just like Jesus. But this is 2022. That was then. This is so outdated. No, it's not. People are still people. Sin is still sin. The enemy is the enemy. Period. Okay, that went over good. Chapter 4. This is verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance and captives and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set all them at liberty, them that are bruised. In this day, in this world, in the United States, it was tough on us in World War II. Everybody had a sacrifice, but we survived and won. Nation was split with Vietnam. We've had all kinds of problems of race and economics. But you know what? Jesus still heals the brokenhearted. You don't have to be like this nation, the most medicated nation in the world for depression. Yet we have more than anybody else, but we're the most depressed. The anointing of God is in here, in you and in me. He's here now. To heal the broken hearted. How does he do that? Well, he says he's the comforter. He'll destroy grief. You lay in a hospital and look down for the first time and see your leg isn't there. And then watch him move on me. And move on me. I wasn't by myself. I was never alone. 
ever. He'll heal the brokenhearted. Now, can everybody in here talk? I would like you to say praise the Lord on the count of three. Everybody. One, two, three. Praise the Lord! Great! You're going to prove my point. Proverbs 18.21 Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You got a tongue, you just used it. You either got life coming out of your mouth or you have death. Simple as that. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You can bless your partner, your marriage. You can bless your family. You can bless this church. You can bless me with your tongue. Say right. Say blessings. Say great things. Good things. I don't have doctrine for this or chapter and verse, but God talks to me the way Jim McGaffin hears. He doesn't talk to me in King James. When he says shut up, he means shut up. He talks to me the way I'll hear. Because we're friends, he and I. We know each other's lingo and each other's way. I see Deborah when she walks in the room. We should see Jesus because he walked into this room when two of us gathered today. Simple as that. Angels, we only have three people in the balcony today, but if they knew how many angels were right there with them, the balcony's full. Oh, that's just church. No, that's the truth. I'm going to make some statements for you. Maybe you'll write them down or you'll get, go see De- the sweetest lady, Deborah Flanagan, back there and get a free candy that she gives out and get a CD of the day. Here's some statements that I believe the Holy Spirit gave me for us at this time, halfway through the year, to finish the rest of the year as strong as we ever have. Demons can't stop you. If they could, they would have stopped you from getting saved. When you were your weakest, they couldn't do it. No bondage, no pressure, no depression can handle you. If you can make the choice to get saved against all demonic pressure, they lost. They lost. If Satan can destroy something in your life, God can heal it. If it can be stolen or destroyed, it can be replaced, blessed, healed. If he can destroy it, God can heal it. He can, oh, I understand. Get up. Let him replace it in your life. Get up. Think about this. God does not change us for the worst. He only changes you for the better. Well, no, he doesn't change you for the worse. At no time would I ever do that to my children. Make their life worse. Would they want to be? If your go to God and your faith is yes, how can he say no? If your faith says yes, how can he say no? He can't. He won't. You come to him in faith. Oh, 
working so hard. I'm fasting. I'm praying. And, whoa, whoa, whoa. I understand the principles and all those, and they're good. But let the Word do the work. Let God's Word do the work. Give Him something to work with. Give the angels something to work with. They hearken diligently and excel in strength according to the Word of God, it says. Give them the Word. Well, but you just don't understand. Oh, I understand. If your faith says yes, God will not say no. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 7. Verse 11. And I've got the wrong one again. Does that open up? It's frustrating when the pages stick together, you can't get them open. Well, I'm just, it's in there, I know you were in there. I know what it says. If, you, if a child asks father for a bread, would he give him a serpent? Right. How much more will your heavenly father give the spirit to them that ask? He only gives good things. He only gives good things. Now, I had a time, Deborah was out of town seeing Carol, and I was home during Super Bowl. I haven't watched the whole Super Bowl in a long time up until that time. I've seen one, one after that. But it was the one that the Patriots won, of course, my team. <laughs> they were playing Atlanta, and at halftime it was 24-3 by Atlanta. The amount of texts and phone calls pouring into my phone of them going, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? They came back and won the game. And I got a text and call all those losers back. <laughs> and you know what? I really didn't have any trouble doing it because I delighted myself in doing it. My grandson Zion does not like the Golden State Warriors, my team in basketball. He thought they were going to get beat. Three to two, going home, game over. Ha ha, I get back from him. And I thought, loser. He was enough. Yes. <laughs> so when I see him in September, I buy he and uh, Xavier and Zion, we're all going to have the three same Golden State Warriors World Champion t-shirts. Not going to say anything, just going to, I'm going to delight. That's a grandpa moment. I'm going to delight in that. It says in Psalms 37, verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord. Amen. Yes. Delight. Smile. Y'all were smiling. I smile when it's time to give. I smile when it's time to help, to bless, to do. I smile, man. Because he says he'll give you the desires of your heart. There's two ways to look at that. I really desire this. 
and he'll give them to you. The other is he actually puts the desires, he gives you the desires in your heart. My wants, my things that make me happy changed a whole lot when I got born again. And as I've grown in the Lord, my desires have changed and changed. Well, I want to be this, I want to be a millionaire. No, your desires change when his desires become your desires. Amen? We doing good? Okay. Got one more statement, and then we're going to hear one more song, then we're going to pray. Again, all this, I've gone backwards and forwards to stir up the gift of God in you. We've already had one word of knowledge given to me just before I preach, confirm what I'm preaching, what I'm about to say in just a few moments. If you got something in the Lord, in that song, if you want prayer for healing, it's amazing. Sometimes it says you pray for the sick, other times it just says heal the sick. Think on that for a minute. I pray for you. Now just put your hand on them. Like I did that waitress, got her knee healed. Still healed, doing fine, no operation. Just tap the knee, she's healed. Do you think God wanted that if the person has faith, like Jesus said, virtue went out of him, I expect the Holy Spirit to move in my life to make a difference. Amen? Here's the thought based on the scripture. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy. Not happiness that's based on happenstance. Conditions aren't always happy. Ask Paul and Silas in jail singing. How many people with the back ripped open and in the bottom dungeon of a jail with nobody knowing they're there? No hope in the world to get out of that. How many at midnight are singing to God? Because you can take the stuff, but you can't take the joy out of your heart. The joy of the Lord is your strength. If you want to be strong, stay in joy. If he can take your joy, you become weak. You lay in a hospital bed like I did for seven months, my muscles deteriorated. I've had to take time to rebuild strength. Same thing, the joy of the Lord. Don't let him take your joy. If he can take your joy, he can take your goods. Don't let him take it. Don't let him take it. If you want prayer for healing, during this song, I want you to stand up. Those who know, like I have the anointing on me right now, uh, I've, been, I've been messing this last 30 minutes. Lord, tell you, if you want prayer, get prayer. Get prayer. Okay? Nick, let's have this song. We played it last week. I believe it's a good one for today. I can see the waters raging at my feet. I can feel the breath of those surrounding me. I can hear the sound of nations rising up. We will not be overtaken. We will not be overcome. I can walk down this dark and painful road. I can Children singing out, we will not be overtaken. We 
of God. Yeah. Why not just lose yourself? Amen. Just, we had a family that moved away, but she said one day, Pastor Jim's not lying, he's telling you the truth. I watched him do it. I didn't know they were alongside me in the car. And I'm going crazy, worshiping the Lord. And I put my windows down yeah. just for fun. I don't know how many blocks heard me. I don't know how many blocks heard me. But you know what? It's for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I don't really care. The same power lives in you. You don't have to go plug in like an electric car and get charged again. You don't leak the Holy Spirit. 
what happens is we don't pay any attention to him and don't obey him and we wonder why we're out there doing something we shouldn't be doing when he wants you doing this so I tell you coming to this church right now is a vital thing these next six months are absolutely vital I'm going to pray in a moment over that very aspect which is part of the word I was given this morning that I'm on the right track this is what the Lord wants me to do I don't know how to back up I know how to hold my ground and I know how to advance but like Shama there's no backing up he ain't taking my harvest it says in scripture Shama stayed in his field and fought I don't know how to back up neither should you I want the best in my life that God has planned for me because he loves me and he loves you going to pray and then we're going to be dismissed we come on Wednesday night why is Wednesday night special because it's training it's it's a refiring why do we need it because it is stupid foolish to think if we keep on doing the same thing that are not producing that it's going to change what do we need to do we need to follow him he adds to the church. Then it says he multiplies it. Then it says he greatly multiplies it. I want to see addition right now. And I want to see multiply. And I want to see great multiply. Amen. But that comes from sheep begetting sheep. Yep. And I am one when I leave here. I'm one of those out there. Same as you. Whatever job, whatever arena you live in, I live in one too. Yeah. But according to Mark 16, verse 15 through 18, I pray over this precious church family. For those that are here, those who aren't here today, and those who are online. We love you and we bless you. But this is over all of you. Verse 15. Liberty. Put your name in there. Go into all the world, which means the world where you live. Preach the gospel to every creature. Share the good news. I don't have to say I'm a preacher and preach at you. I share the good news. Okay. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Okay. Remember, you're supposed to win souls. All of us. When was the last time you led someone to Jesus? We're supposed to be really good at that. You know, I get together with Deborah, we're husband and wife. We have a baby. Nobody thinks that's unusual. You're supposed to give birth to children. Did it make sense? You're supposed to give birth to children. Sheep beget sheep. The rest of it, these signs will follow everyone in this room. These signs follow everyone in this room if you are a believer. They will cast out devils. They still exist. By the way, there was a rocking in the spirit over this weekend with a government that is so anti-God and anti-church and the values that we hold dear. We think it's all lost and we're in, whoa, whoa, we're in the end days. We're in the end days, but we win. 
the Roe versus Wade got overturned. There's, God did that, and there's nothing the enemy can do about it. Part of the blessing of that situation says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal their land. A major curse was taken off the healthy this weekend. Well, I disagree with you. You're wrong. Scripture, you were formed in the womb of God. He formed you and knew you while you were in the womb. We've got a four-pound, 14-ounce little boy born early that according to the timelines, they could have killed. And now we get to hold him. You tell me that's right. Well, that's their... I'm going to go to preach and they're going to meditate. You have choices of how it gets there. The man and the woman had choices. But the baby's innocent. When the Ayatollah Khomeini was asked about being the great Satan, he said, no, that's the United States. We don't sacrifice a million children to Baal every year. That's a slam. So I just tell you, that was, I was going to leave that alone. Gosh, I'm but I'm not embarrassed. Not at all. You watch, it's a major shift in our nation. There's a shift coming from the Midwest. And the church is standing up. And they're bringing light into darkness. And their voice is being heard. It's going to be a fun couple years, folks. But you never see the righteous begging bread or forsaken. Nah. Nah. It's going to be fun years to win souls. Finishing that off, uh, you're going to speak with new tongues, get filled with the Holy Ghost. If you take up any serpents, if they drink any deadly thing, it'll not harm you. Things that are meant to harm you, you're protected from. Amen. Now I pray over every person. Say with me, Father God, Father God this, week, this week, use me, use me. According, to your promise. according to your promise. I will heal the sick. I will cast out demons. I'll preach the good news. Use me to win souls. Commission that in the name of Jesus. Remember the tongue, life and death, power is in the tongue. The more you say, I win souls, the more you'll start to win souls. This week, I want you to witness to someone. That means get a chance to share Jesus Christ. There are a lot of Christians that have fallen by the wayside that need to be brought back in. A good word spoken in time, a fit word, changes everything. Helps them over the hurt and the loss. Okay? The other thing I want you to do, I want you to invite two people to this church with you next Sunday. I invited two last night at the meeting we were at. Found out after I was invited and talking to them, well, you invited people to get them out of that church. They don't live there. They live in Omaha. They're looking for a church. Uh, one of the assistant pastors came after, after I had done it. said, special attention, you need to get him into your church in Omaha. Well, I've already been there. You're all likable people. Smile. <laughs> Invite people to come. Buy them a lunch. Could change their whole life. Yeah. Witness. Get up in the morning, his mercies are fresh every day. 
I want to witness, share Jesus with somebody today. This week, I will invite two people to church. What if they say no? They're not coming already. It's no big deal. But it might change their life and help change us. Watch somebody get saved. I mean, really get saved. You can't help but be changed. So excited for them. Watch someone who doesn't know anything about healing get healed. That's awesome. Watch someone when the power of God hits them, they just, whoa, that's, yes. When my kids open up prison, when they're little, and then the grandsons, when they open up prison at Christmas time, to watch their face. Desiree, the mother, our daughter-in-law, we got her the very thing she wanted a safe for their new home. She had no idea. You should have heard her squeal when she opened up the package. You would have thought she's three years old. God gives you gifts, does miracles in your life. I want you to feel free to be able to go, yes, Jesus, this is great. This is awesome. And I want you to feel comfortable spiritually to be here with other people of like precious faith. I don't act like Merritt. He doesn't act like me. I don't act like Mitchell. Who would want to? I mean, Mitchell's Mitchell. There's only one of him, and we got him. But there's also only one of you, and we got you. It is important that we grow together in faith and love. And what's happening with us right now touches our world where you live. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. joy in a parent's eyes when you see your kids truly give their life to Jesus. And they speak in tongues for the first time. I heard James doing going up and down the stairs of her house. What are you doing? He goes, praying in tongues? Like, Dur, what's wrong with you, Dad? What is this, six, seven years old? Seven years old. Dur, I'm praying in spirit. I didn't pray for him. He just asked the Lord for it and got it. Wait till you see your kids Call upon the name of the Lord. Wait till you see your kids want to pray for the sick and they get healed. I'm enjoying, the Lord told me about the healing anointing in my left hand. I'm enjoying, I've always had it, but he said, a new emphasis, use your left hand. Okay? But I'm seeing more instantaneous healings. Now hear this. People look, the guy in the wheelchair is getting people healed. Duh. That's a tilt in the world. I hope you're all listening. Start coming every Sunday. Don't let anything, don't let anything get in the way. Why? We need your peace that fits into the member, as it says, the Holy Spirit put in there as He wills. He put you in. We need you in the puzzle to be whole, to do what we're called to do. And you need the encouragement of the people around you for whatever you go through. And sometimes I might need, I got a smile out of Teresa Timmermeyer today. That made my morning. Yes, she's here. That smile. You need 
to be together, and we need you to be together. Amen? Amen? Witness one, bring two. Second half of the year, let's do this. I send you out in the name of Jesus to accomplish the kingdom purposes in your life. Amen? Amen. See you Wednesday night. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.